Alright everybody, welcome to the groundsman. Today's man, that top order just demolished him. <laughs> so normally what that structure looks like is that this, and honestly that's part of why the groundsman are here as well, so that you don't have to wait for code week in order to see who's who and what's what. Alright everybody, welcome back to The Groundsman, we're on episode 11, we talk everything that has to do with school cricket, what the boys are doing, how they're doing it, as usual I've got my co-host TT, how you doing brother? I'm doing good man, like you say, episode 11, we're, we're, we're a platform now, we're yeah. a fully fledged platform. <laughs> yeah man, we've got some guys listening to us from, from Mozambique, Australia, we've got some guys in Pakistan. So we, we're building a little a little community here, man. These boys can get some exposure. Yeah, man. It's definitely interesting to see that it's not just South Africans that are interested in high school cricket, but there are people around the world that understand that that that's the foundation of cricket and that they're interested in finding out what the de- what development is looking like in the game. Yeah, definitely, man. And I think Cricket South Africa better wake up quickly because if guys are tuning into our show like this, that means they're definitely interested in up up and coming talent, um, and they're ready to yeah. snatch it up as it comes up. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So, and talking about school cricket, we had some fantastic games this past weekend. We had Sacks first team versus uh, Bishops. Um, we also had Cares first team versus Saint Stithians. Um, and we had Weinberg boys versus Rondebosch. So um, interesting matchups there. Some big clashes, big boys coming in, blocking, blocking horns, man. What is that? Three, four guys out of the top 10? Yeah. 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 Very okay, big clashes, okay. man. Very big clashes. And Before we jump in, come again? It sounds like my picks were playing today. It sounds like St. Stillian's. I'm keen to hear how St. Stillians did against Cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cares was my pick for number one. Um, it's and... okay. We all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out about that. Before we jump into that, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, T20 World Cup. Um, India coming knock, knocked out of that, didn't make it through to the knockout stages. Um, Big news. Yeah, 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 that's that's big, man. And in typical India style, Virat Kohli out as a T20 captain, Rohit Sharma coming in. What's your take on that, man? I think that's a bit too rash, eh? I think in India tends to be a bit too hard on their whenever they don't do well at World Cups. And we get it. That's how you push guys to go and win a World Cup. But I think that's a bit it's a bit harsh to 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 drop Kohli. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's not just his hit that rolled, right? Ravi Shastri is also out. We got um, Rahul Dravid coming in now as, as the coach. Yeah, that was a big one as well. Mm. Although I, I like Dravid though. I like Dravid. I think changing coach is more understandable than changing captain. Changing captains tends to destabilize the the synergy within the team. Yeah. Um, which is held closely by the captain as opposed to the the coach who who looks over who is more into the overview of the team. Yeah. Whereas the captain is really about the dynamics of the team, how guys relate to each other. And so to remove that guy, you 
fundamentally asking the new guy to create a new culture. And I don't think that Indian cricket is, has been bad enough to want to change the culture in, in terms of the sense of leadership. Because now you're not dropping your cap and that guy's still there. Yeah. That's where that awkwardness comes from, is that you know, the captain, the guy that used to lead us is still playing, but now he can't say, he, he can't give the, the team talks anymore. Yeah, and he then has to you sit get and to, listen. Exactly. And then you get to 50 over games and this guy's now captain again. I've never understood how <laughs> when we started choosing different captains for different formats, mm. but still keeping those players, like you're still good enough to play, but you're not good enough to captain a T20. You're yeah. good enough to captain our 50 over game and play, but you're not good enough to captain the T20, but you can still play in it. I don't understand. I've never understood that logic. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think Kohli, they telegraphed the, the Kohli one because they, they mentioned it at the beginning. I think I think I, I suspect that Kohli is the one that stepped down rather than was let go. Um, and then mm. almost to sort of focus on, on the 50 over and the test game because he's not even in the, in the squad that's going to face New Zealand coming up. So, yeah, so I think that was more the direction there. Maybe they saw an opportunity to bring Dravid in, change the culture, because he's a different kind of guy, right? So so I think that that might have been the... But it it is weird, man. I always find that odd as well to say, um, because Kohli is an exceptionally good T20 player, right? Like, he's unbelievable. Um, if they're struggling, do you just not call him up? You know what I mean? Like it's it's like leaving your um, it's like leaving your shotgun in in your boot um, while you're getting raided by <laughs> by 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 um, the Walking Dead and the zombie apocalypse kind of thing. You know, it's it's yeah. a bit it's a bit strange. He's your best weapon. Yeah, whether yeah. whether. They like it or not, he's the best weapon. So you, mm. you, you really have to be able to justify why you left that shotgun in the boot. Definitely, dude. Definitely. So anyway, I thought, I thought that was an interesting topic. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, the, the, it's, I've seen some mixed reviews from the, the Indian cricket lovers out there um, that, that obviously love Indian cricket. And some guys are happy, some guys are not. There were some guys who wanted Kel Rahul to, to take to take over. Um, but I think the selectors had Roy Chama sort of pegged from, from a while back already. Cause when Kohli wasn't around, Rohit would lead the team anyway. So mm. yeah, sort of a bit of a, a, a mixed bag in terms of reviews from, from, from the Indian public. You can tell me what is your, what, what was your take on South Africa coming home? Um, they won the last few games, beat England um, in their last game. Um, but what what was your take on sort of the overall performance? Mm, I just think that it was a lot of the same stuff mm. in terms of it, 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 it. I don't think there's a South African that's disappointed or surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you we're, we're I mean? honest, like, if you're not if you're not trying to show face and be in the public yeah. eye to be all you know, pro tier fire. Exactly. And that's why you're not seeing an outrage in media. It's like, uh, 
we kind of saw it coming because South Africa, there's, we always found up, like we found ourselves in a position where we always need somebody to do something for us to go forward. Yeah. So we were sitting hoping that the West Indies could beat Australia and then we could, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. never just we're outplaying everybody. And even yeah. if we do, I think this T20 format, um, how the pool system works, it's making it a hundred times harder because now we don't even get to show face by um, making it out the group stages anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You go straight to semis and then finals. Yeah. So you really have to be on top of your game. And I think that um, it was nothing new. There was no, the, the leadership, we, see, we, we saw the issues. And like we said uh, previously, that, that Russi type leadership was mm-hmm. not present. Yeah. And so we, we, we wanted to replicate what we saw with the Springboks, that, oh, there's controversy, but they're going to pull out. And, but yeah. this isn't the team. This isn't the team, this isn't the boys, these aren't the, these aren't the coaches, these aren't the management teams that are going to get us a World Cup. Yeah. I think that South Africa went from, and this is what I don't understand, right? Mm. We, we had a crop of players that were really good and they failed to ever win a World Cup. And then we take those crop of players to lead the next crop of players to the World Cup. Yeah. And we expect that these guys that are now leading these guys will know how to win a World Cup. Of course not. They know. So they still look like the team with Boucher when he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Boucher doesn't know how to win a World Cup. He's never won it before. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And in, in, in all honesty, it, it looks like he just froze. He was like a deer caught in headlights, if you ask me. The way he retreated and, and didn't come out during the controversy around Quinny, um, the way he didn't come out to, to, to back up Temba, um, the way he, he didn't make any statements, or, you know, to unify the message um, coming out of the camp. Um, it, for me, it was like a, a complete deer caught in headlights. Um, he was he was. Probably, I think, probably, you know, way out of his depth. Um, and I think like, I read an article a few months back that's, that basically was saying, I think, it's, I think the Boucher experiment has failed and we need to let it go. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be frank, man. We, this guy wasn't even, we didn't see him as a leader when he played. What, what made people think that this guy was now a leader? Boucher was never a captain. Mm. Boucher was never tasked to lead a team anywhere. What made us think, like, it's clear favoritism. It's literally Smith picked a mate, an unqualified mate. This is the stuff we complain about with the... Yeah. We're picking your friends. But at the end of the day, there's nothing on Boucher's resume that says he's qualified to captain a, a, um, a national team. Playing yeah. for the team doesn't qualify you to be able to coach, coach the team. Mm. Mm. And they'll no, tell you that if you told them that you want Makaya to come and be coach. <laughs> Hell, at least Makaya is coached Ow. Like, there's so many guys, dude, and I don't understand why South Africans don't learn from guys like India. India went and, like, grabbed Gary Kirsten, my guy. Yeah. And Why not go out thing. there 
exactly why not go out there right even if it's not south africa why not go out there and find a coach who's won a world cup if we're trying to win a world cup why not find a coach who's won it before yeah bring him in and let's go yeah why are we just recycling old players we're just trying to keep keep guys' balance sheets going because the money didn't run out yeah <laughs> Uh, controversy. <laughs> controversy. <laughs> oh, that's vicious. That's vicious. I'm just saying, guys are getting hungry. You can see that the old recruits are all the guys that the money didn't ran out. Boucher <laughs> was struggling. Smithy was struggling. They even tried to bring colors in to try to give colors a bag as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's just guys trying to give each other the bag, bro. Because those yeah. days are over. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, let me stay out of the, let me stay out of the controversy. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get out the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out the weeds. Because Protea is, is literally the weeds. Like once you get yeah. in there, it, it's it just gets so difficult to to come out, dude. I had a chat with a mate of mine, and we were speaking about um, school cricket and essentially moving up to the next level. And basically, the conversation was centered around why sort of sort of why are we seeing such poor performances in the in the in the CSA T20, right? So many drop catches, um, you know, not. not really not great in terms of the yeah. standard of cricket. Um, and an interesting point that he made was that you have to understand that a lot of these franchise spots already bought and paid for mate. Um, from the time these kids are, mm. are, are in high school, um, depending on the coach. So what happens is that sometimes the coaches get appointed according to how close, how close a proximity they are to the, to the unions. Right, um, mm. and as, if if your your coach in the school there is, is is close to the union, you'd find that a lot of the kids that come out of there get an opportunity to play at the academy for that union, and then eventually get called up, and then a lot of them then sort of get an opportunity to run through the system. That's why then we see the same guys sort of going from Titans to Lions to Province to KZN to Park. You know, yeah, um, and never getting dropped. Yes, and never getting dropped despite poor performances. You know what I mean? So it's it's stuff like yeah. that where where he was like, dude, there's um, you have to understand that if if the the two ways that that you get an opportunity um, to play at a high level, one is if you join an academy, a private academy that's really close to the unions, and the and the guy's been in the system a long time. Um, the second thing is if you go to a, um, a prominent school that um, the coach is also sort of close to the unions and, and you'll get an opportunity um, there and, you know, he'll put in a good word for you. Um, outside of that, it's literally pure luck, right time, right place. Um, most of those slots have been sort of bought and paid for for a long time. And if you listen, if you listen to the numbers, around how much as a parent you spend on academies and these schools. Some of these schools are like 180,000 rand a year, right? Um, and yeah. we were talking about how do you, if, if you take your kid to, let's say, a, um, 
a less expensive school, but less then again less prominent in sort of the the professional cricket space and in in sort of those uh, quote unquote Ivy League kind of schools that play each other and get an opportunity to to trial. Um, what are you doing, right? Essentially, then you have to supplement that by taking him to an expensive academy that has facilities and proximity and all of that, which is which will most likely, I mean, through the, the, the lifespan of a kid playing cricket from grade one to matric, you're going to spend, quote unquote, probably just under a million rand, right? Taking that kid yeah. to those schools, buying him kit, taking him on tour, all of these things. Um, it's part of why sort of the rumors around why Klaassen keeps getting keeps getting an opportunity is that his parents spend so much money um, trying to get him to the top that it has to pay off, right? Or else mm. no one else goes to that academy. No one else would want to go through that process if none of those play, those kids like that pay that kind of money get an opportunity to play for the pro tiers or even at a high uh, at a high level. Um, first-class cricket. So that was interesting. I thought that was, I was like, hang on. That's that's exactly the fight we're trying to fight here, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly what we've pointed out already. Just He's just put it in a way that uh, people can understand perhaps why there's a gatekeeper. Mm. But that's the gatekeeper philosophy, right? I think he's just given insight into why exactly you end up having a gatekeeper and how that comes about. But yeah. that's exactly what we, we've been talking about the groundsman is that I shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to pay to play for the national team. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pay to play for things that, that um, the public is paying for without taxes, but you yeah. get to buy your way into that system. Yeah. Yeah. Like these aren't like these aren't, private guys that are doing their own thing, right? They're funded yeah. by the government. Yeah, we as taxpayers are paying for that. Yeah. So yeah. why is it that only the elite and those that can afford to play get to, get to ex- for lack of a better word, get to expunge our resources as a nation just because you've got money. Yeah. You basically get to eat taxpayers' money and get opportunities from taxpayers because you've got money. Yeah, it was interesting. I was, I was, I was talking to, um, uh, I was talking to my wife the other day, and the converse, I was, I was just going off on a tangent, right, about how the selection in the game happened when we were kids, right, and I actually didn't realize that there was a bottleneck there. From right from when the the coaches are notified. So if you remember back in the day, um, the the union would send out a notification, would send a message out to the coaches and say, "Hey, coach, um, there are trials go- happening at Rustenburg High. Um, please uh, bring four of your best players to come through for trials. So give them a number that the guys have to come through, right?" Then the coach yeah. would say, okay, uh, you, 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 you. He'd sort of call you over to his class and say, you guys have been selected for trials um, at Rustin Mackay. Be there on Thursday at half past two. 
kind of thing. And then we all show up and we practice and, and we trial, right? Um, yeah. And, and then essentially how, that's how the district team got chosen. That's then essentially going to go to trials as a team, um, let's say in Poch, to, to trial for like three days. And then they pick the Northwest squad that's going to go to Coke Week on the, or, or Momentum Week or whatever and under 50, right? Um, yeah. And then I realized to myself, hang on. A lot of these, a lot of the kids that may be getting left out is that maybe they're not close enough to their coaches. Right. So think about it. If, if you, if you're in a, a decent, uh, decent enough school um, that plays cricket at a relatively high level, um, and there are six players that are genuinely good, genuinely, genuinely really good. The guy's given yeah. four slots, right? Who does he pick? He picks the he picks the four kids whose parents are always there. His parents are always nagging him. His parents are always ready to help, ready to transport kids, do this, to do that. The other two guys most likely are going to kick rocks, if we're honest about it, right? And then there's mm. a second layer to it where because they inform the, I told her about a story where I missed, I missed going to, uh, I think it was the under 16 week under 16. Yeah. Under 16 week, I missed that. And, and then I somehow, because I was practicing with the Academy in the off season, um, they needed uh, some of their players with uh, the under 17 team. Um, some of the players aged out. So they needed uh, a batsman to come in and substitute. And the guy saw me at um, uh, at one of the academy practices and said, hey, listen, wait for a call. You might get a call to join the under-17s to go to the under-17 week, right? And then I realized yeah. that that year um, at the high school where I was, we had an inexperienced coach. They hired some guy. We don't know who he was really. I had some guys not in the system, doesn't really know much. Um, he may have gotten an email or not even gotten an email. And um, because I didn't go to a prominent school, um, they, he, he didn't call anybody to go to the trials. So obviously then I don't go to trials. Uh, the next year when I'm 17, basically going, going for trials for under 17 again and eventually made that side, I asked the guys that went to the under 16 tournament. And I was like, Hey Oaks, what happened last year? They're like, where were you? But we, we, we went to under 16 tour. We were wondering why you never came to trials. And I realized that there's a loophole there. There's a loophole in that the, the unions may not be informing the schools, but informing the coaches directly. Um, and if they are pre-selecting which schools get to come to trials, which me, it means that if you're a, a really talented kid out of um, Mamelodi, for instance, or, or Mawaban, right? But you don't go to a prominent school that usually gets selected. You play for a club and you're doing really well at that club. You, you might actually get left out of the loop. For, for those trials because you're not one of the pre-selected schools that they expect good players to come out of. Mm, that's interesting because, yeah, I was, as you were talking, I was like, 
I was identifying this, identifying the same thing that it's not necessarily the coaches mm. um, because the coaches, if he's has six, usually he can negotiate to send all six. Yeah, the problem really comes good. in. Yeah, I think the problem comes in, like you say, it's the fact that there are certain schools that never get a call, mm. that never even get the opportunity to choose for for kids that can play. Yeah, and then the question is, do they send this to every school that plays cricket, or do they send this to every school they regard as a good cricketing school? Nail on the head, bro. Nail because the there's head. a lot of school. I, I personally, I haven't seen. I don't think that every school that plays cricket at some level gets an invite to trials. Because mm. you, you, I personally have never seen township township schools represented at cricket trials. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. And I always wondered why. Right, as a kid, you always wonder why though. Why? Why yeah. even in our leagues, even in like the school district league, we we barely had I don't I don't I don't, actually don't remember ever playing um one of the schools in the township. We always played Barsa and Rustenburg High and you know, all these yeah. schools, um Selly Park, but we never actually played um uh, any of the, the township schools. Um and they had cricket. It's not like they don't have cricket, they may not have the facilities. But I think they, they may be cherry-picking teams, um, cherry-picking teams to, what, create a strong league? Because I know in, in, in Northwest, they, they have a super league, right? Where yeah. um, Rustenburg High plays Clarksdorf High and Pochgemis and, and that kind of thing. And then from there, that's probably, that's like the, the, the pool in which they... They, they pick kids from um, in yeah. every district. And I mean, you know, it's not necessarily to criticize them too much because mm. we also know that um, cricket, is, cricket is not a win-by-chance game. Yeah. If a team's not at a certain level, they will never beat a team that, it, that is at a certain level. Yeah. Especially yeah. over the 50-over format of the game. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it's tough to say that you should include them when, like we say, if players aren't playing the best players available, can you really say that that player, is, like, is it, and, the, and this is an open question to say, is it worth even inviting somebody who's never even, who, who doesn't play on this level? Mm. Because Cause, cause you could get I see potential. At trials, I have nothing. I have nothing that tells me that this translates on the pitch. Yeah. Because this guy plays for, for instance, Ikahe. And at the end of the day, when we're talking provincial, we're looking for the cream of the crop. We're not yeah. looking for developmental players. Yeah. And so is the question then, do we go back to like the model that we spoke about? Um, a couple episodes back to say, should there be a more concise effort to create a team of the best individuals out of these township schools so that these kids, 
because out of every township school, there's probably maybe one guy who can play really, really well. Yeah. And he's part of an academy. Yeah. Um, or one or two guys. Is Should there be a more consensus side to say, do we build a team out of all these guys and let those guys compete at premium level so that when they go to trials, they've got something to back themselves? Because also, you have to remember that as teammates, you, you judge based on the fact that you played against somebody. Yeah. If I've never played against you and I play premium league. It means already I, I don't respect you as a player. Yeah. Whether you're black, white, or whatever. If I've never seen you in the circuit, you're yeah. not on my level. Yeah, and that's a and competitive now, thing. It's got nothing to do with race or any. That's just competition. If I'm playing with exactly. the best, I need to see you there, and then we can begin to have a conversation. Exactly. And then they also there's also the other side to say, I, I have a mate that I play with who I feel is better than you. Yeah. And there are guys that are left out. There's only a, a finite amount of positions there. Yeah. So everybody's scrapping for a spot. Yeah. Everybody's scrapping for a spot. I remember, I, I mean, I remember there was one time where um, it was early in the, in when, when the quota system was, was instituted, right? And I think we were probably 13 years old or something at the time. And we were missing, uh, I think they needed uh, one more um, color player to, to go to the Northwest trial. So in the district, we're missing one more color player. And mm. I don't even remember where they found, found the kid. And he came through um, and they brought him on as a batsman. And it was brutal, man. Like, at, it, 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 I mean, it's most of, most, if you've been in the circuit for, for a few years, even at 13, you've, you've been in the circuit for about four years, right? Um, and three or four years. And you generally sort of know each other um, there's also everybody's more or less playing on the same level, and you see this kid that gets thrown into gets thrown into the deep end. Um, obviously, you know we're both players of color. You put your arm around him. Hey, Joe, this is how things work. Um, we're gonna do this. The, the format looks like this. We're gonna play on day one, two, three. Then on day three, they put together two of the strongest sides from each you know, from, from each district. And then they play those two teams together. And then from that, from those two teams, they pick the, the final sort of Northwest squad. And um, the kid was like, oh, okay, cool. He, he went through, he was nervous. You could tell because he's been selected and this is the first time he's coming through. I mean, imagine playing, imagine your first trials being under 13, right? Um, provincial trials yeah. you, you haven't come across these guys anywhere um you get bear there. in mind these guys have been playing since under 10 together under 10 together you know like generally just know each other like that um you get there and oh it was brutal man you could see like the pace was just <laughs> too quick um he didn't he, ne- he didn't practice at that level um and i think by the end of the um, by the end of the, the week, you could tell that he's just, he's, his confidence was shot, man. It, you know, when it's like you finally get exposed and to, to an, an the next level, 
of what competition actually looks like. Um, but yeah. you, 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 you weren't prepped. You weren't the unit. No one took you bowling machine, just took the pace up a little bit just to get you used to the, the, the pace of the ball. No yeah. one, you know, like it, it was really bad. So sometimes I do think to myself, the system that you spoke about where two or three players get picked out of the, the township schools, um, they form a team and then they join the super league with, with some of the biggest schools and get exposed to, to that level of cricket. They also build their own respect amongst their peers um, in the sport might actually be a better way than what has traditionally been done where if you need a player, you go quickly scramble and pick one um, out from, from nowhere basically and just throw that kid in the deep end. It absolutely destroyed. I, I never saw that kid again. Never. I saw him at yeah. 13. That was the first time um, we played sort of local leagues, a uh, bit of the Super League. Never saw him there again. Never saw him at trials. You can imagine he probably went home and was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for that. This is my game. This is not my game. I'd rather go play yeah. soccer or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's very true, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. Uh, I think it was under 17. Yeah. Um, similar thing happened, right? Guy gets picked up. Um, he was from Freiburg. Yeah. Freiburg, never been in the system. Nobody knew. And bear in mind, we're close to, um, we're close to Coke Week. Yeah. This is under 17, right? Yeah, um, two years away. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 crunch time, right? Mm-hmm. So, and like you say, man, there were so many things that that made that kid seem like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And as we were older, like under thirteen, you're still young. But at this, at under seventeen, we all know each other. Yeah, we yeah, all know yeah. whose strengths, weaknesses. Who do you back when the chips are down? Who's that guy that you know pulls through? Everybody yeah. has a role. And yeah. so one thing you realize is that there's, there is, between that camaraderie comes a certain level of expectation. Mm-hmm. And there's also a certain level of grace that is afforded to guys whom we knew their skills. Yeah. So because we know you, you're an opening batsman, you're our guy, we know you, you go out for a duck, we don't say you suck. Yeah. yeah. Because we've seen you score 100. But yeah. with this guy, he, he was brought in as an opening batsman, by the way. That's he was brought in as an opener. Tough. That's tough. And so he wasn't getting off. He just mm. couldn't. You, you know when a guy just can't, it's just not his level. Mm. Like you say, it's, it, it was just not his level. I think the guy never made anything in the double digits. Yeah. The entire time he played. Here's where yeah. it got really rough now, right? Yeah. Um, and it became now a run because here's the thing, right? God, um, kids are mean. Yeah. As in high, like you, you don't have that adult filter just to acknowledge that. Okay, wait. You know, it's it's that pack mentality as well to yeah. say we're all on the same page. This guy's dropping. This guy's costing us, right? Yeah. And it also gives guys a, an easy scapegoat. Yeah. So what happened was that was you realize that it's not just the, 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 the team itself that recognizes that. Coaches recognize that. Mm. 
And so what happened was this kid gets the tournament. He played one game, the entire tournament. Wow. The rest of the time, he was 12th man. Wow. The so they gave the him the mandatory one game that you, that you have to play. Wow. Yeah, and that was a T20 game. He played yeah. one game. It got so bad that we called him Mr. Bib. Yo. He was the bib guy. Everybody, like, you, you, like, it was so bad that, you know, when they do in the morning when we're announcing who's, who's playing today. Yeah. Right? Guys would give him the bib before the team meeting. Oh. Oh, that, that kills <laughs> confidence, bro. That's Brother, bad. I never saw that guy again. I never saw that guy. But it also made me, like, I was just like, in, like, now when you, as an adult, I'm reflecting on this, I'm like, that must have been horrible for that young man mm. to be at a tournament where you think you're good enough and every and but you're actually just the laughing stock of the team. Yeah. To the point where you know it's one thing where guys are talking behind your back, it's another where everyone goes, ah, you know, you know, Mr. Bib, grab your yeah. bib already. Where's your bib? To your face, bro. Because boys are especially um, people think kids in general are mean in school and that kind of thing. But wait till you take sort of the cream of the crop, you put them in a space, and then you say, okay, these are the best players in the province right now. Um, that pack mentality where the weakest one gets thin out of the herd um, happens yeah. very quickly. Dude. That hierarchy establishes itself like this. Yeah. Very quickly. And if you're at the bottom of that food chain, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. Because, again, like you said, you're not dealing with just kids. Yeah. You're dealing with the, with the best athletes in the area. Mm. These all, these, and naturally, as a, as a good athlete, there's an ego that comes with being a talented athlete. You yeah. now know that I'm one of the best guys here. Yeah. And now you're looking around and... You, and and, and it's also that bit of resentment, right? Because for every player that was chosen, there's a buddy that wasn't. Yeah. There's another guy that wasn't that we left behind. And we're all just like, it's as if we had the vet here. Yeah. We, yes, we had here right now. He'd be killing if, yeah. Lopes, if Lopes was opening. And that's really where the, that, that disregard for his emotions come in. Because mm. it's just like, you know what, mate? There's, there's a guy right now, he's sitting in Potterstrom, he's sitting in Rustenburg, and he could be here. And that guy's come back. Yeah. And he's sitting now at home right are. now. Yeah. Here you are. And because of that, we felt sorry for him because we all felt that he shouldn't be playing. And yeah. so it wasn't like, oh, no, why is this guy getting the bib? It's like, oh, thank goodness this guy's not playing. Because you're also... jeez. Oh, that, yeah. it, it's a, and, it's and a that's across thing. the board, right? That's across the color line too. Yeah, we all banded together because regard, regardless of the race, it was who, who, who in the team is going to be disrespected enough to be replaced by this guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because for him to play, it means somebody else is 12 man. Yeah. Right, and if yeah. somebody else is a tough man, and this guy doesn't come off, we say, "Oh fuck!" If Lopes was just batting today, there's mm -hmm. Lopes on the bench right there, right? And we had warm up games. This guy didn't work, 
He didn't work for us in the warm-up games. And eventually, he just became the team mascot. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough, man. That kills a player. Eventually, you just end up being the team mascot. Yeah, dude, we never saw that guy. He didn't even come to trials the next year. Yeah, and that's that's rare when when you actually made the provincial side the year before. Yeah, and now it's Coke Week and you don't show up for trials. It's the biggest tournament. Yeah. This is the one. This is your last shot. And he was probably so demoralized that he just never went back again. Because yeah. he was just like... Like, dude, it gets bad, man. Like, nobody acknowledged that kid. And that really is the key problem with sending these townships, uh, township boys that aren't ready for that prime time. Mm. Is that we may think we're doing them a favor, but really the reality is if you're not qualified to be where you are, it's not a nice place to be there. Yeah. Yeah. No matter <laughs> what it is in life, right? And this just goes across life in general, that you always see that the guys who aren't qualified to be at a space just don't become, they never become comfortable in that space. They never accept it. People know when you don't belong. People know when you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You get exposed quickly. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, gi- we'll give you grace, right? So what's interesting is that it wasn't as if from day one, he was treated like that. It was after a couple warm-up games where duck, duck, duck. And it's like, whoa. Hang on. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. You, you, <laughs> you have to I score mean? at least once in those three games. But... Exactly. And it's also the way in which you go out, which is a big thing in cricket, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can tell a lot about the caliber of a player by the way he goes out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's... It's, it's, it's a tough line to draw because you don't just, it's unlike soccer or anything else. You can't hide in cricket. At some point, you got to grab the ball and bowl. And yeah, every and other guy is looking at you now. <laughs> yeah, right? At yeah. some point, you got to have the bat in your hand and everybody's sitting on the sidelines watching you bat. Yeah. Analyzing We're everything. All looking at you. Yeah. Mm. And we all go, yes, there's a boy can bat. Hey. and that, that, at that moment when you're an opening batsman that's a huge responsibility mm-hmm. you set the tone so it was like every time we we're starting off on the back foot because of this guy yeah our number three had to become our opener yeah i guess and that's tough eh? that is that is nasty man that puts everybody on the back foot. That means everybody's essentially just waiting for him to go out so that the number three can go in and bat. Yeah. So number three is already padding up when these guys go out because you know we know already number three and four are already up, up there. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, to be honest, man, he looked like a tail end facing these boys because those these provincial bowlers are no joke. Yeah, I know they got gas, but. Yes, these provincial bowlers are no joke. So you could, and as good cricketers can spot average cricketers. Mm. <laughs> Very good. But average cricketers just won't won't understand what the good cricketers are talking about. Mm. It's technique. It's the way you move. It's the way. It's the confidence in which you play your strokes. Yeah. The way yeah. you look when you play that cover drive t- says a lot. Whether or not you you are number eight. Or you're an opening batsman. So 
Yeah, man, I think with regards to the township boys, it's you can't just throw them into the deep end. You can't, but you have to figure out a way to include them. You can't just leave them out. That's not that's not a solution to just say we're just not going to try and develop these guys. We're not going to include them. It's fine. Yeah, you gotta find a format, man. There has to be a format because we know that there's talent there. And we know it because some of the kids that get that get scholarships to go to some of these more prominent schools come from townships, right? We've yeah. had a Makaya before. We know this. We've had um mm-hmm. Gam. We we know this, right? The guys are there. Um, it's just that there needs to be a format and a structure that gives them a fair opportunity to earn their respect. Yeah, it has to be earned. It cannot be given because it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cripple him up front. He has to be afforded the opportunity to earn his peers' respect. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, man, that's that's I think there's a lot that's a lot said um yeah. on, on on that topic because it was something that did strike me and I thought oh, we need to find a way um to to get this thing going. Um and yeah, I'm I'm pondering on it to see what what some what what um, the Titans guys are doing with their development structures and the hubs they've got going, um, and how do they circle that back to to the actual um, professional first class structure? You know, how do those players go yeah. into that structure, or is it just a showcase? So you know, like a um, just sort of a cosmetic thing that they've got going these kids are there they play maybe one or two provincial tours and none of them actually get an opportunity or get bumped up to the academy side and eventually sort of the first class franchise side i'd like to um chat a little bit about that i'll see if i can get um uh, kg or one of the guys coming from from one of these unions yeah yeah um Let's quickly wrap up. I think there's, there, we've got a few minutes left. Interesting game. Let's start with Sacks first team versus Bishops. Um, Sacks first team uh, won the toss and decided to bat first. They scored 261 for eight in their 50 overs, um, which is a decent total, I think, against Bishops. Bishops got bowled out for 145 in 39 overs. So they really got hammered. They lost by 116 runs, man. So it was a Ooh. tough day out for Bishops, man. Sacks just absolutely wiped the floor with them. Yeah, I know. Bishops got handed. But has Bishops been playing, though? Have they been playing? Uh, not much. It eh? seems I think like their the campaign last... this year has been a bit of a here yeah. and there, like one or two games. But they, they, they don't seem like they the season is really... Because obviously, like... A lot of guys, it's it's also COVID dependent. So I think a lot of these yeah. teams aren't getting the their full calendars. Mm, mm. They're not. They they honestly haven't. They've started stopped. It's been a stop start. Um, they also pushed up the matric matric exams. Um, they've yeah. It's it's honestly honestly it's been a tough year, tough two years I think for schools and and their sporting programs. Try to get these kids in the right in in the right frame of mind in the right. Um, shape from a fitness perspective 
I think has been difficult. Um, and I also think that the, the juniors have had to step into the senior roles a little bit earlier than they would have intended to. Um, so mm. what we're seeing now is essentially what the new crop of sax players under 16 and under 17 boys, soon to be under 17 and under 18 next year, first team proper, um, are looking like in relation to, for instance, bishops. Um, I think the Bishop's boys, it looks like they've got quite a bit to go. Um, We had a 90, we had a 90 from a Michael Leavitt uh, from Sachs. I think we we did relatively well, but the rest of the score was spread out across the rest of the team. So I think this, what we're seeing here is a glimpse around what the um, junior structures are up to. So under 14, 15, 16, 17, what those coaches have been doing to prep these players to 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 be first team ready. Mm. So really, what we see, what we're getting, is a good understanding of um, what the groundsman's first crop of players are going to look like. Yeah. Because we just we just got into the game, right? so the kids that are now in matric, they're not really on the groundsman's radar as much because um, they're basically on their way out. So yeah. you're, you're essentially, we're looking at the Gwenama Parkers yes. of the, the game right now to say who, who, who in the high school space is the next big, big team. Yes, basically. The Josh Elliott of this world. Um, you know, we're looking at, we're trying to find out who those are and we're getting a first glimpse of that. So this defeat, I think, from Bishop says to them, sends a very strong message that you need to up your game. You need to get some strength and conditioning. You need to sort of get the, the mental strength going because clearly some of these other kids um, in these schools have been prepped um, a little bit better than others. Because losing, losing a game like this by 116 runs just says you weren't ready. It Basically, yeah. it just says you're, you're just not ready. Um, those boys are, may not be ready right now to make the step up, um, but I know that a lot of the coaches are doing a lot of work now to get these boys to understand the level of cricket, what a jump it is for about the 17 or the 16 through to the first team, what that jump actually looks like in reality. Um, and they're trying to at and least also, get I think them ready it, by Jan. Yeah, and I think it also... It's a time now where, like you say, because it's not the key players and leaving, other teams are now looking at, okay, who are the guys to look out for? Not everybody knows, okay, Sax is going to be dangerous. Yeah. Sax is going to be dangerous next year. In a year or two, they, they are a team to look out for. Yeah. So I think a lot of these guys are also trying to set the tone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely trying to set the tone, man. Um, it's it's quite clear now um, who 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 the, who the kids coming straight out the gate that are strong are, right? Um, yeah. You you for instance, if we move to the Cares versus Saint Stillians game, you can see these guys have been doing some work. Um, yeah. Cares uh, won the toss and decided they're going to bat first. They scored two hundred and six for nine. Um, which is decent considering the strength of that St. Stillian's bowling lineup, right? 
Um, yeah. Uh, Centillions bowled out for 174 in 44 overs. So essentially, Kez won that game by 32 runs. Um, mind you, Quena was there. Um, Pella Malega was there. Ruben Dutoy was there. Richard Salatuane was there, you know, for St. Stidian. So the, the regular names that yeah. we know that essentially um, hammered that, um, that, that potch side and essentially yeah. wiping the floors with everyone else, was, were, they were there. It's not like it wasn't a full-strength squad. So Kez obviously have mm-hmm. been sort of sitting on some dynamite players like David Tigo, who scored 98. Um, uh, and essentially, it just seems like they just struggled to get rid of Tiger, man. Um, he scored 98. Uh, the two opening pair, Kyle Boats and Jordan Smith. Uh, Jordan went out for a duck. Kyle went out for one. Um, uh, Dean, Dean, Dean uh, Bacher came in and scored 16. And then David Tiger came in and scored his 98. Ethan Perry came in and scored 28. Um, and in at eight, we had Liam Alder who scored 27. So the bulk of the runs were scored by sort of this middle order um, with David Teague leading the charge at 98. Um, and you could see with St. Stidians where we'd expect, you know, the usual Ruben Dutoy, um, Josh Elliott, he wasn't there um, in this game. So they replaced him with Tebe Gazide, um, who's starting to become a regular, I think, for, for St. Stidians. He scored 40. Um, Ruben Dutoy didn't come off. He scored 17. Um, Richard Salazone, ever reliable, scored 34. But I think he could have gotten better considering that he got in. He he, he actually got in. Um, and they really could have chased this down. So I think kudos to Kez um, that did exceptionally well um, and did well. I mean, David Tiger that we're talking about now that scored the 98 also took three wickets. Um, at an at an economy of three and over, so yeah, man, there's some really good talent out there, and I think we're getting a, a good glimpse at at um, who to really look out for uh, going into the new year. Yeah, it sounds it sounds as if um, y- you that game is what exactly what number one and number two look like. Yeah. <laughs> that if you're not at full strength, you're gonna lose to the other guy. Yeah. If you're not on your if you're not on your game that day, you're gonna because they're so evenly matched. Yeah. So yeah, what were the what were the, the final scores? Final scores is um two hundred and six for nine in their fifty overs. They batted their full fifty. St. Stidians, 174 all out in 44.3. Yeah, I see. That's a close game. The fact yeah. that Kez couldn't hit that 250-280 mark yeah. um, means that um, that, bow- that bowling team at St. Stidians did a good job, though. Yeah. Full the bowlers definitely that. came to the game, man. Gwena took three, all these 10 overs took three for 34. Economy of 3.4. That boy, that boy is such a good bowler. Yes. Like, his his so numbers consistent. are just... <laughs> like, his numbers are just... I don't... And he's playing the number one team in the country. Yeah. yeah. No, Kez, it's... Rondo Bosch boys is the number one. I think Kez oh, yes. is uh, third. 
I think is the third. Yeah. So it's number two and three. Yeah, it's number two and three. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, dude. I think the, the kid is fantastic. I watched him with the SA on the 19s as well, um, playing against, um, uh, what is it? They're playing against, I think, is it Bora? Is it Bora Kai? I'll remember. Bora Kai is still around. Ah, Bora Kai is still around, bro. Um, but I'm I can't remember who, who did these guys who did they play? Um, I'll try and remember the name. Uh, the wasn't the it that developed like SA? No, it's SA, not, it uh, wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't no. those guys. Um, uh, just give me a sec. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you now, now because they but played yeah, that them. boy. Come again? Why you didn't have the boy stats are caned. Yeah. Yeah. Every game. I'm, I'm yet to system. Dude. I'm yet to hear a game like where he's just just had a bad outing. <laughs> where he went for like 60 or 60 odd, 70 odd, didn't yeah. pick up any wickets. Um with an economy rate of like 7.8 or something like that per yeah. over. Yeah, boys always going at around three and a half, four and a half. Yep, taking at least two, three sticks, man. Two, three sticks, five as fours. Two, three sticks, five as fours. He's been, he's really been good, bro. Like, it's like a genuine. <laughs> a In genuine terms of stats, I think he might be the best, the best high school bowler, right? I, 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 I think so. I think so. I'd have to go through the stats and really have a look. But um, from the games we've seen against the national, um, the, the, the academy, they played against, um, what do you call it? They played against the Northern Cape um, lately, and he, he did well there as well. So I think there's, there's proper, 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 proper talent there, man. Um, he's definitely something we're watching, and I'm glad at least he's he's in the uh, what do you call him? He's in the he's in the system, you know. So yeah, I think he's he's done well. That was a good game. Um, I think congratulations to Kez. I think a fantastic game. The Kez are, are absolute monsters, man. Um, I think it it takes a lot to beat them. Clearly, mm-hmm. Centillians are also quite a, a beast. We've seen them absolutely wipe the floor with a lot of teams that came on. So I think this was a fantastic game. Um, if you want to catch the game, I think Centillians will want that rematch. Oh, oh, they'll be talking about that rematch because it, it 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 sounds like it was a close game. Definitely. On, on another day, Centillians could have beat them. I don't think it it's as definitive. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think there are probably some circumstances that maybe the guys' heads weren't in the game or whatever. Because I think this game, um, Quena as well had just come from those SN19 games as well. Mm. Um, and some of the other players, um, they're also sort of in the middle of exams and stuff. So fair enough, it's probably the same on both sides. Um, but I definitely think uh, Sinstidians will want to rematch here. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, last no, game. Definitely. And where can people catch the the highlights again? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to catch highlights, catch it on Pitch Vision. Um, they've got an app. They've got a, a web browser as well, a website that you guys can go pitchvision.com. Um, they've also got it on YouTube. You can watch some games whenever they shoot in the live games. You can watch the live games on Pitch Vision as well. Um, if you if you're too busy, like a lot of people, you can always catch the groundsman. We'll always review the games um, and let you know what happened over the weekend, who did well, who didn't. But um, thanks to Pitch Vision, I think they're doing a fantastic job in bringing the game to a lot of people and to the rest of us um, who don't always have the the ability all the time to fly down to Cape Town and to KZN and you know all over the country to watch these boys play. So if you're a school and you can sort of afford the equipment or whatever to 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 live stream your your games, do that, get on our radar. Um, uh, on the other hand, schools do also use web sports, um, web sports to um, to record their um, their stats. So instead of using the traditional scorebook, they use the app, the web sports app, and then they upload it. We'll also have a look there to find out what the guys are doing and who's doing what. So I think there, there are plenty of, of opportunities and, and applications where schools can, that schools can use to give their, their, their kids exposure. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a great resource, man. You, you really get to go see what these boys really look like, the guys we're actually talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, man, if you're looking to see the Ruben de Toys of the world, if you're looking to see Gwenama Park actually bowl and make your own assessments of, does this kid really have it? I think, you know, go check them out. And, and you know, we'd love to hear feedback as well as uh, what you guys think about um, yeah. these boys. Definitely. Leave us a comment. Um, drop us a DM. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the players we've reviewed so far. And I think the last game, we had Weinberg boys versus Rondebosch. Um, Weinberg boys uh, won the toss and decided to bat first. They were bowled out for 153 in 47.2 overs. Um, Rondebosch came through, chased it down in 26 overs, um, losing only one wicket. So they won by nine, nine wickets. Um, so I think Rondebosch, uh, they're number one. Uh, they made quite, and they made they made quick work of Weinberg, um, and mind you, Weinberg is not uh, it's not a small school there. So I think it's um, this 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 definitive victory from Ronda Bosch just purely speaks to I think the strength um, of that Ronda Bosch side. Mm. Mm. So obviously mm, nothing not really to write home about. Um, it was a low score. They were chasing a low total. Um, uh, essentially, Ronda Bosch chased it down with the first three batsmen. We had Ethan Cunningham, who scored 26 and 17 at a strike rate of 152. Um, we had Ma uh, uh, Mahir Joseph, who scored 81 not out in 77 balls at a strike rate of 105. And then we had Fayad Daniels, scoring 41 not out um, in 66 balls um, at a strike rate of 62. So top three guys did it. Um, sort of a, a walk in the park there. Um, congratulations to 
Tamahi Josephs, Ethan Cunningham, and Fayad Daniels um, on chasing down that score. Fantastic, fellas. Yeah, I think there is something to take away from this game, though, mm. which is that, you know, when you, you, you have to look at, you know, when you say a team is number one, it's easy to it's easy to do one half of the game right, especially in a cricket mm. game. It's easy to get one half of the game right. You do well, and oftentimes you see it, right? You see a guy get bowled out for, uh, a team get bowled out for 150, yeah. but then oftentimes teams let it slide, right? The teams yeah. that aren't like dominant number one teams won't, like we always say, um, Australia will punish you. Yeah. Give him a, you give yeah, him a, you give him a, an edge, they'll punish. You give him an edge, they'll punish. And and this is this is a lesson to, to to teams out there is that don't don't get complacent because you got the first half right. Yeah. Don't think you've won it because you've got the first half right because that's what a lot of teams miss is oh we bowl them out for one fifty okay cool easy work easy work for the opens. And what yeah. happens? We know that in cricket, all you need is two or three quick wickets. Yeah. Two or three quick wickets, and we're having a different conversation, no matter yeah. what the total is. Game on, so, bud. <laughs> yeah. Full credit to Ronda Bosch for, for putting it down. Yeah. For putting it down, not letting, not letting their foot off the tiger's neck. Yeah. Because yeah. we know Weinberg boys can play. Yeah. You give them a we sniff. Know they can play. <laughs> you give exactly. them a sniff. <laughs> I'll come at you. Exactly. Full credit to to guys like Ethan Cunningham who who do the job regardless of um the total. Because yeah. that boy's been he's been doing his job. Oh yeah, no man. He's a regular and he only he you he, he got run out. So it's not like he you know he chucked like it. He chucked it or whatever. Yeah. He got run out and he was going. He's 26 of 17. So so fantastic, man! I think great, great games this weekend. Fantastic. Um, uh, I think we've had a lot to talk about today, man. Um, there's really quite a bit to take out of it. Please let us know if you had a, if you guys have an opportunity to watch some of the players we've spoken about on Pitch Vision. Um, let us know your thoughts, what you think about them. Um, again, an opportunity I think for for the system to change. We've suggested a few things where. Some of the township schools and the kids that are coming out, they can have an opportunity to earn their respect in the game and, and, and you know, uh, from their peers as well. Um, and really not be thrown into the deep end, essentially left to fail, um, which is inevitably what happens and, and quit and leave the game. Um, so, yeah, T, uh, any, closing, any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that, this this week was a good week to see the the big boys play each other, mm. and I think that there's always lessons to take away from watching the best teams play. Yeah, and it's a small right. It's a small it's a small adaptions that they're making. I'd really advise um, players that are listening and players that are out there to go watch these top teams, study guys like um, Ethan Cunningham, study guys like Gwen Park. 
start yeah. start seeing what the look at what the top performers in the country are doing and perhaps start to incorporate some of those um not necessarily because not necessarily um their gifts because you can't really emulate them but i but think what habits. players can do yeah 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 exactly guys can start looking at the habits what what are these boys doing because the get the footage is there you know the days of us having to wonder oh how does this guy do or where is this guy coming from you shouldn't be surprised by any player by the time you get to trials yeah you should know oh wait that's Ethan Cunningham i've seen tape on him oh that's this guy you, we need to start getting into the culture of studying tape in south africa yeah agreed and 100%. yeah man, that's my big that's my big takeaway from this is that the one thing i'm realizing is that we need to stop being better at um watching game tape and i think that that's going to improve the overall game of of everybody because now like ethan cunningham shouldn't be consistently scoring without guys studying him yeah. and guys looking at or oh, what's he doing here guys should be studying gwena's action like mm. we should start doing this earlier because that's what makes gwena become better mm. like guys are catching on so Yeah man I think to to my closing argument I mean my closing thoughts is just let's let, let's start reviewing game tape guys coaches start 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 sending these boys some game footage let them watch game footage as part of their assignments yeah make it part of a thing don't it's not just a suggestion to go check out no give them a curriculum based on these are the tapes you have to go study this yeah. weekend this week you guys have to watch x amount of videos Have you guys watched last weekend's games things like that yeah yeah absolutely man i think that all that can only improve the game it can only raise the players um uh, skills uh, to take it to the next level a lot quicker than than maybe it, it would have been done before so absolutely fantastic thank you so much for joining me t thank you for the viewers for joining us it's really been a fantastic 11 uh episodes that we've had with you guys we dedicated to doing much more we talk everything that has to do with school cricket what they're doing what the boys are doing how they're doing it how do we improve the game and how do we make it accessible and um uh and profitable i think for for all the players um and agencies involved in 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 looking to really take the game to the next level in south africa so Thank you so much for joining us guys. We really appreciate you from the Groundsman. See you next week. All right everybody, welcome to the Groundsman. Today is man that top order just demolished him. <laughs> so normally what that structure looks like is that this and honestly that's part of why the Groundsman are here as well so that you don't have to wait for cold week in order to see who's who and what's what.